0: Welcome to the Be Your Own Badass Podcast, where overwhelmed millennials find clarity and confidence to live a more authentic life. I'm your host, Sarah Catherine, and it's time to live a life on your terms. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to the Be Your Own Badass Podcast. I'm Sarah, your host, and today is episode seven. It's been a minute. (laughs) Since the last episode, and that's because I have a lot going on. If you follow me on Instagram, I'm sure you've seen that I was launching the Kickstart Your Life Academy, and that was took a lot of my time. Plus, I had a lot of things going on personally, and then in my uh, day job. So, life's been crazy, but I am back. I'm ready to create content more consistently. That's my goal throughout the end of this year is to really provide you and give you content both on my blog and in this podcast a lot more regularly than I have been. So my goal is actually once a week. I know this podcast is usually bi-weekly, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let's give it a go. Let's just try every Tuesday is my goal. And if I don't hold up to that goal, feel free to call me out or at least ask what's up. That way (laughs) I can make sure that I'm not letting time get away from me because I'm trying to really get this time management thing down while also having a, a social life and work my day job. So I actually hurt my back uh, last week. And so time at the gym has been cut back because I shouldn't be pushing myself at the gym while I'm recovering from this back injury. I'm doing a lot better, but that gives me a lot more time to work on this podcast and my blog and everything else. So for now, trying to get ahead of the game and here we are. And I have really been, ever since the launch of Kickstart Your Life Academy, that opened and closed. Uh, That was an incredible learning experience. That was actually my first full launch of the course. It had gone through a beta program before with like six students or so. So going through a whole entire launch. I'm just trying to be super transparent with you guys. Um, But going through a whole launch was a lot more work than I thought it was going to be. Like I knew it was a lot of work, but I didn't realize like just how much time it was going to take to really prepare to properly launch everything and like market it all and host the webinar and get all the sales emails and the messaging and the pricing and the landing page. And oh my gosh, there was so much that went into that. And I don't regret any of it. That was an amazing experience to go through. And I'm definitely going to be, I learned that I really like doing webinars. So if you like signing up and watching free live videos and to learn a lot, master classes and everything like that, I am planning on doing those. That is actually a goal in probably 2020. So if only a couple months from now. Wow, it's November right now but I do plan on hosting those more often maybe once a month so we will see how that goes I've also from that experience and from talking to other people learned a bit more about who I'm going to be focusing on in regards to who I'm going to be helping and like my target audience and everything so you may see a slight shift In the type of content that I'm providing, or at least the type of audience that I'm targeting, it's really not much different than what I'm doing now. And the content itself is going to be pretty much the same. Like the type of topics that we talk about, self-discovery, personal growth, confidence, goal setting, everything like that is going to remain the same, but it might just be more targeted to a specific audience. And I'll talk more about that later once I really get everything under control not under control, but once I really formulate everything and have my my strategy in mind, content strategy and everything, um, once that's ready to be fully revealed, I'll go into a bit more detail about that and then why I wanted to do that too. So... Yeah. Anyway, I don't believe that like if you're listening to this, if you're worried that suddenly this is going to turn into like a workout podcast, it's not like that. It's (laughs) It's just going to be a little bit more defined and a little bit more specific rather than general personal development, which I think is important because there's so much personal development out there, which is fantastic. And anyone can relate to what I'm going to be talking about. But to get more specific, I feel like I can really help a more specific group of people that I believe need that help and we'll see how it goes. But today is a topic that I wanted to talk about that I actually wrote in a blog post a couple years ago, but it has come back into my life as well as a lot of other people that I know that are going through this in their twenties and sometimes in your thirties. But it's how to make friends as an adult and especially like how to make friends as an adult when you're not in school anymore, when you're not in college, high school, anything like that. Because like as, as we get older, our friendships with other people, they change. And how we make those friendships changes as well, because it's super easy. Well, you know, most for most people, it's easy to grow your friend circle in high school or in college because you see each other all the time. You have classes together, you're in clubs together, or you go to events together that are hosted by the school or related to the school in that area. There's more of a social culture when it comes to school and but if you're not in a classroom every day, how do you make friends? How If you're not going to these clubs, you're not going to these events, where it's all centralized around like-minded people, how are you going to find those like-minded people after you're done with college, after you've graduated, gone, in, gone into the quote, real adult world, and how do you build those relationships to just make friends? And because it's actually a lot harder than you would think. And I never even thought that this would be something that I would have to deal with after I finished school. Um, Because I I mean, through it's just not something anyone really talks about, I feel, or at least hasn't talked about until relatively recently, because it's just something that we have always had that opportunity because through, at least through my life, I've developed friendships in a large variety of ways. I was on sports teams in high school. I was active in a bunch of clubs, of course, disclaimer, I went to a very, very small high school. There was only 90 people in my graduating class and less than 400 people in the entire high school. So I kind of knew everyone, everyone knew everyone anyway. Um, so it was really easy because we were just such a close knit group of people and we already knew who everyone was because it was the same people. You never really met anyone new. If you were new to the school, you were new to literally everyone because you were known as being new because of how small it was because we all knew who each other was already. <laughs> but anyway, it was easy to make friends, at least to have a group of acquaintances and everything like that because we were always together in clubs or sports. Um, I was even in a teen church group when I was in high school, which um, that I gained a lot of close friendships there and I know that's very common throughout high school and college if you're involved in a religious organization Um, and then even in junior college I joined this like culture and society club that was like the honors club I was a part of the honors program so it was a lot of the same people there that circulated through different classes so I was able to uh, make connections through that and the hugest thing was actually I have developed some of my closest friends through social media and first originally on tumblr <laughs> so a backstory if you didn't know my first blog was actually a disney blog more specifically about a program i did called the disney college program and so i made this blog called the disney den and it was i had it for like four years and i was it was really a lot of it besides based on the platform blogger. so just you know the blog itself I had a Tumblr. And the Tumblr actually gained quite a bit of traction. And that's actually how I made a lot of my friends um, for when I actually attended the college program. So, or if I met someone through a Facebook group for the college program for that round, I had connected with them on Tumblr further and built the friendship on there before meeting them in person when I moved to Florida. On top of that, there was also Facebook groups and even Instagram. As Instagram started growing, that was more after my program, but that's another way to meet people and other ways that I have made connections with people. Even with my current blog, I have quite a few other fellow coaches and bloggers that I've connected with that I really love having conversations with and that I would love to meet in person someday, but distance is a thing, (laughs) but I'll get into more of that later. But through most of my, the second half of my college career, so when I moved back from Florida to finish school in Southern California, I made 90% of my friends at my job because I worked at Disneyland here. Because working at Disney is honestly like working for a giant high school. You, especially if I was in attractions, so I worked a few of the rides in California Adventure, and you are working with kind of your group of higher ends, so There's always a wave of new cast members that get hired or employees that get hired at the same time. And then all of those people work the same type of um, crowd control or guest control, I guess you could say, um, shifts to where you have, and you're just like people who, even if you were assigned to different lands within the park or different attractions, you all came together because you were all hired together and people with higher seniority would work at the actual attractions. So the longer you stayed there, the more you would work at their attractions. But you started off in guest control, which was working parades, world of color, those kinds of shows. And so you see those type of people all the time because you have the same seniority level as these people. So you work together the same shifts over and over again. And there's a lot of opportunities to get to know people both because you're working one on like you're working as a group to set everything up, to answer questions, to connect during breaks, during lunch and everything like that. There's a lot of opportunity to connect with other people. And especially if you work at the attractions, once you start getting there longer, the attractions are kind of like your classes in school. You Attend, you work the same shifts all the time. There's usually a morning and a night crew. People who like the mornings usually stay in the mornings. People who work at nights. And this can happen at any job, like retail or anything like that, where you're working with the same group of people. So it's an easy way to make connections. And when you work at Disney, you can get into the parks for free. So On your off days, a cheap way for us, which is ironic because it's such an expensive place to go if you don't work there. You go into the parks for free, so it's something that everyone has in common and you can do together. But that was a way that I made 90% of my friends, and I am still friends with most of my friends here are still people that I had met while I worked there, and they're all wonderful people. So I worked at Disney for roughly three years because I did it through the last two years of college and about two and a half years of college and then I had about a little over half a year where I was still there and then when I got a full-time job a desk job in marketing the first job that I ever first full-time job I ever got I had to leave Disney and that is when I learned that making friends as an adult was very different because I was still kind of in this easy bubble of meeting people through Disney but then when I wasn't there anymore there's a lot that happened so another part about disney and honestly college too i'm i would say is out of sight out of mind if you aren't there all the time there's a lot of people that'll show their real true colors of who actually wants to be your friend or who is just your friend because it's easy you know what i mean it's and it's not that these people are terrible people it's just it's a lot harder to keep those connections going when you're not working with them all the time. Like, it's difficult because then you have even more conflicting schedules than you would have before and everyone's in different locations and you're not, I mean, I was at a typical um, 8 to 5 job plus a commute and most of my friends would work after hours because they were usually closing. So that made it difficult. I had to learn how to make friends outside of that. And so everyone has different work schedules, commuting distances, other social circles, other relationships, family obligations, everything like that. So planning time with an adult friend is really challenging because everyone has a busy life. Like that's pretty much a standard. Everyone's trying to balance all the things and it's already difficult to balance your own life. So making time for other people can be very difficult as well. But there are definitely ways that you can build and grow some of these friendships into something as special or even stronger than the friends you made back in school. And one point that I want to make is I, this year, especially, I've really had to wrap my head around and adjust to the fact that my personal social circle of like in-person friends that live near me was shrinking a lot quicker than I was expecting. You know, cuz I've moved a few times in my life, so I'm used to I'm used personally used to being the one that moves elsewhere. So I have adjusted in the past to what it's like to not be around people that you used to be with all the time. Like I moved from this really close-knit small town in my hometown. And then I moved to Florida, which was a tight knit group of people that I built connections with. And I'm still friends with today. Then I moved there and didn't have them (laughs) in person just through social media and texting and stuff like that, which thank God for that. And then down to working here at Disney and then leaving that and then learning what that was like. And in the recent times as people make new relationships and move elsewhere for jobs and careers to kind of start their life. It can take them elsewhere. And so that's kind of what I've had to deal with this year. And I was used to kind of having a pretty large group of friends when it came to my social circle. And having a full-time job makes it very difficult to keep that going with so many people because, I mean, I personally have to balance work and my blog and business and my boyfriend and my family and chores. And we've talked about this before. It's, there's a lot going on. So if you aren't being active in maintaining and cultivating those relationships, it's very easy for them to kind of fall through. So why I think that sometimes these friendships can be even special or even more strong than when you were In college or anything like that is because you both have to put in the effort to keep that relationship going, which means that you care. At least I would assume that it means that you care because you only have so much time in the day. You only have so much energy and you want to spend it with people that mean a lot to you and that you enjoy talking to and enjoy hanging out with. And if you aren't spending time with those kinds of people, then I think it's time to, I would suggest that it's time to Reevaluate those friendships and see if you do want to put in that kind of energy. And but that's a whole other topic. <laughs> I just think that even though personally my group of friends has shrunk in this last year or so, um, at least of in-person friends, I value those people so much, and I'm so much more grateful, and I want to put in more of an effort because I just want them in my life. But, but it goes both ways. We make an effort to keep each other in our lives and stay connected and I think that's really important and really special because if you're at school you just see them all the time you don't have to put in the work now you're both putting in the energy and the time and it means a lot so to be able to find those people in the first place these are some of the tips that I have to making friends as an adult outside of school once you're done with school or if you're not going to school anymore the first piece of advice that will probably not come to a surprise to you—I've kind of touched on this already—is to connect with your coworkers. This might be the easiest way to make friends an adult as an adult. Connecting with coworkers because usually your coworkers are within your age range, or maybe not, and that's okay too. Like I talk to my coworker that I sit next to at work all the time at my current job, and she isn't my age. She's still fun to talk to, and I. I enjoy discussing things with her. If you haven't really made connections with coworkers, but you think there's someone there that might be like, oh, I might, you might have a connection with, and there's a possibility you have some things in common. You've had smaller conversations here and there, and you've really enjoyed talking to them. Really take the time and go out to lunch or ask them to join you for dinner outside of your workplace or even drinks or even just coffee on like a Saturday. It doesn't have to be super high pressure. You guys have already talked before. You've worked together. You... Have work in common, but you'll be able to branch out and talk about other things and maybe connect on a deeper level and really build a relationship that expands past work. And the thing about coworkers is that they understand you on so many levels that other friends might not because. You guys work the same job, or you have the same com- work at the same company. At least at Disney, there's a certain culture <laughs> that comes with working at Disney that a lot of people outside of it don't quite understand. And by describing that, that kind of sounds like you're in a cult. And I mean, you're not too far off. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. But there is a lot that goes on when you work at Disney because it's so unique from working a at a bookstore or something like that. And so there's like a language in a culture that you would understand with your coworkers that you might not understand that other people outside of work don't quite understand. And I experienced that myself. I made some friends with people in my classes in college. And if I talked about work, they didn't quite get it. Or if someone else who didn't work there was talking about work, they would it was like we were speaking another language. So you have that advantage. You already have that step up to be able to build that connection with them and then beyond that you might even be able to discover that you have more than work in common and you can expand your outings to involve your similar interests like maybe you like certain types of musicians or maybe you like going to the beach or some outdoor adventures or anything like that then you guys can hang out and explore your hobbies and expand your interests and get to know each other and build a friendship off of that the second way that i recommend you can make friends as an adult is to attend social events so if you're an introvert like myself going to social events with a bunch of strangers sounds like an absolute nightmare like i'm already paralyzed (laughs) thinking of the idea like what you're probably thinking what if i can't connect with anyone what happens if i'm the awkward outcast and no one wants to talk to me like what if i just can't find another person to speak to so, in these situations, I really highly recommend attending social outings with a solid blend of familiar friends and brand new people. So, I mean, if you're a social butterfly and you can walk into this room filled with no one no one that you know and just strike up a conversation, by all means, do that. That's a great way to meet other people. If you're not, then maybe find something with, I mean, even a coworker or something like that. If they invite you to something, then... Go to the event with an open mind and be open to talking to other people because even if you just know one person, they can help introduce you to others to break the ice for you. I mean, it's just as simple as an introduction. This is the person, a small tidbit here and there about the person, and then that's it. Then you can... Try and just get to know each other. The best thing that you can do when you're meeting someone new is just ask questions about them. It takes the pressure off of both of you to need to keep the conversation going. And, all, and plus people really like to talk about themselves. And usually that can stimulate a conversation to hopefully have them ask questions about you. And then you can go from there. You don't have to make it pressured to the point of like, oh my God, this person they meet is going to be my new best friend. We're going to do absolutely everything together and we're going to be absolutely inseparable. No, you don't have to do that because the fact of the matter is that's probably not the case. I mean, it's a pretty once in a while chance that you find that person. And plus, that takes time to build. You can't put the pressure on that right away or else it's not going to happen. But this is just in general a perfect chance to expand your friend circle as an adult. So you can go to brunches or sporting events or movie nights, parties. I actually recently... So when I discovered, I was like, I need to make more friends. I need to be more social. I posted on my Facebook page about any asking about a book club that might be going around because I personally love to read and I wanted to get to know it a little better. I felt like a book club personally was a great setting to talk to other people because I enjoy books. And if anyone else likes them, I think we'll get along pretty well. And I'm not the best when it comes to like regular parties. It's not my personal best social situation for meeting other people. So, and plus, if I asked Facebook, that means it was someone that I personally knew that would be in the book club and I would be able to go with at least one person that I knew. And it worked out. I actually am in one now. I went with um, a friend of my roommates that I had met in their wedding and I was able to meet like four or five new lovely girls and we talked until like 1am the first time that we met and we'll just meet once every few months and it was just great to kind of get out, meet new people and just be social because it's so easy for me to get cooped up in my room or at work and just caught in the grind but breaking up that routine and meeting brand new people was, was great, it was nice. Um, And I so I highly recommend that. I know that there are some meetup apps that I even downloaded this briefly because when I was first thinking of the book club idea, um, there are some apps out there. I don't remember the names of them off the top of my head. I didn't. And then they have interest groups or age groups and everything like that where you can meet. Other people, whether you're even interested in board games or movies or trivia nights or surfing or hiking, there are so many different types of interest groups out there that some people will use to meet other friends because they're all in the same boat as you. They want to make more friends, and it's a little difficult because you're not going to school, you're not seeing them all the time. So, I've heard also that a lot of those meetups are people that are a little bit older that are the ones that usually. I'm not going to give an age range because I don't know the age range. This is just the reviews that I've seen from other people. So if you're in your 20s, you might want to find an age uh, group if you care. Like if that's your goal is to find people with, near your age, um, then I would search for specific groups that are in that age group. Some require kind of like almost a membership fee, that but that kind of pr- proves accountability to make sure people actually show up and they don't just reserve and then don't go to the event. So that make time for people who do want to go to the event. So anyway, I will try and look that up and then put it in the show notes. So for at least the app that I downloaded that have a ton of meetups, that's a great way to meet new people or like I said, just ask around, attend events and just keep an open mind because especially if you're introverted, all you have to do is ask questions about the other person and then your conversation will start and you can just see where it goes from there. Number three, ask an acquaintance to coffee or dinner, a drink or bowling or anything if you have a friend that you casually text or chat with on social media, why not take that extra step and spend some time together? Like, clearly, you've already had things to talk about if you're chatting here and there, so go the extra mile and help that acquaintance finally become a full-fledged friend. I actually did this with one of my now closest, fr- dearest friends, and she and I had worked together at Disney, and we'd... Really, we didn't talk too much at Disney, actually. Um She ended up working the morning shifts more at a different ride than where I usually was, and I usually worked closing, but we had worked together here and there, and we had friends in common. We had been following each other on Twitter, been friends on Facebook, but we didn't actually, like, get together and hang out one-on-one until we both had quit Disney, because we were both talking about, on Twitter, we were both talking about, well, now that we're leaving, It's going to be a lot harder to stay connected with everyone because of what I mentioned earlier. And she's like, why don't we meet up? And we did. And now she's one of my closest friends. And I can't imagine my life without her. I had never really done anything like that. Like recently, I hadn't just been like, all right, let's go hang out. Let's just get coffee. Let's go get food. Like you never know what could happen. This kind of is like the coworker situation, like connecting with a coworker you there's got to be someone that you chat with every once in a while just take that extra step if you really want to make a friend or two to just ask them to hang out and if you don't hang out after that you decide "Eh, you know one time was enough then that's fine that's okay you still filled your social quota for the day and you made an effort and that's what matters and if you don't connect with someone then you don't connect with someone you can't put that pressure on yourself it's worth a shot why not it's you never know what can happen the next option that I recommend for making new friends is to attend classes or start a hobby and I personally haven't done this yet. Um, I haven't really taken classes after college or anything like that but I have signed up for online programs which doesn't help with the in-person friendship thing but I made friends and connection through online courses and everything like that and, and programs but attending classes or start a hobby if you're trying to learn a new skill or trying to kind of research or explore some new passions or interests. It can be something academic like learning a new language or creative like getting into photography or a little more abstract like even like acrobatic yoga or something. You know there's always those those unique things on Groupon. (laughs) But if you attend a class regularly, especially if it's like a yoga class or something, maybe not acrobatic yoga, but you know what I mean, (laughs) you're bound to find someone with potential to become a friend because it's just like in school. You're going to the same thing every day. You have more opportunities to speak to these people more than once and you already have something in common because you both clearly like the thing that you're doing in order to go to the class regularly because I know that it's easy to simply show up to class, work on your skills, and then leave without interacting with other people. And that's completely okay. But if you want to find new friends and build relationships, that's not necessarily the best approach. It's incredible what a simple introduction can do to kick off a new friendship. When I was in school, I got to be honest, I was that person. I literally just showed up to class, took down notes and left because all of my social life was at work. So I didn't really put in too much effort when it came to class. But being a business major, you had group projects galore. So I, that's how I connected with people in class. But there was one person that I, I just remember one class in my intro to marketing class, I was just like, you know, I'm going to try and talk to this girl next to me. Cause I had sat by her twice. I had noticed she had a picture of Benedict Cumberbatch as her desktop photo. I loved Sherlock at the time. This was before Dr. Strange and everything like that. But I had watched Sherlock and I loved Benedict Cumberbatch and everything like that. So I just asked, Hey, is that Benedict Cumberbatch? And then she just went off and then we got to, we learned that we both loved Sherlock, we both loved Doctor Who. Like, we had so many nerdy, wonderful interests um, together. And then we ended up having to choose people for groups for that class. And so we did that, and we're still Facebook friends today. We haven't necessarily hung out or talked recently, but it was a great way to make a friend, at least in the class. It just literally one question can make a world of a difference of whether or not that you might actually form a connection and make a friend out of them. Next time that you decide to, start a hobby or go to a community class or anything like that, try and be open to speaking to people nearby if that is what you would like to do. The last strategy that I recommend is to connect online. So, I know, I know, the internet can be scary and sometimes a weird place, like, but you'd honestly be surprised with how many of my closest friends I've made through the internet, specifically through social media. I know that I mentioned this earlier through Tumblr and everything like that. I kind of gave you the background, but think about it. What's an easier way to find people with similar interests as you than through online communities? Like you don't even need to leave your room at first. (laughs) Facebook has recently revamped their groups to try and make them more common, more community-based, and more prevalent on their website and through their social media. Facebook groups are such easy ways to meet similar people since the groups are usually focused around a specific hobby or interest. Like there's Facebook groups out there about DIY projects for your home or plants or gardening or workouts or blogging or sales or Movies. There's so many different types of Facebook groups out there. And you can do local ones like people in Southern California that like to go to Disneyland. They, there are so many of those out there and people make connections through there and then can expand past that and take the conversation offline once they feel comfortable. It's just, it's just a good opportunity that we have now that people back in the day, people honestly even... Before the 2000s, or even in the early 2000s, it wasn't really a thing. Like, this wouldn't have been nearly as easy to do. And so, really, I just... Don't be afraid to take that chance. Take that friendship offline if they're nearby, if they live close to you. And of course, after you're confident that they're not someone creepy, of course, meet them in somewhere public That so you can be safe. You never know what can happen. All of the same general guidelines and disclaimers about meeting people from the internet. <laughs> but the best way that I've made internet friends outside of the college program was blogging. Like you'd be amazed at how many people and relationships you can build through blogging about something that you're passionate about. I mean, odds are you'll find people who share the same passion as you because they're probably searching for the same thing or they're blogging about the same thing and then you just continue the conversation from there and you have so much to talk about. At the end of the day, the key element in common for all of these options to make friends as an adult is to take initiative. So building relationships, as I mentioned previously, as an adult after school, It's not simply about showing up to class every day, unless, I mean, even if you're going to a class or trying a new hobby, if you're searching for some new friends, you need to take a step outside of your comfort zone a bit and make the effort to connect with others. And even if it may feel awkward at first, the result in the friendship you build will be worth it in the end. Like think about all of the people that you're friends with now. First, think about how did you meet them? And how long did it take for you to actually build that connection? It takes time and it takes energy, but it's worth it because the people you have in your life can make a world of a difference in your well-being, your mental health. They can be your biggest supporters. They can be the shoulder to cry on. They can be the people to look for advice. I mean, heck, they might even be your soulmate. Like (laughs) you, you have literally no idea what could happen. If you just take that initiative in the first place and step outside of your comfort zone. So that is everything that I have about making friends as an adult after college or after school. I know that it can be pretty scary. And I also want to say that don't put pressure on yourself to have a large group of friends as you get older, I feel personally, it's different for everyone, but I feel like it's actually more important to have a smaller group of friends because if you have a smaller group of friends, I feel like there's just so much more, those friendships are so much richer and stronger and you can have deeper connections and relationships with a smaller group of people as opposed to a larger group of people simply based on the fact that you need to put time and energy into each of your relationships. So of course, if you have a smaller group of friends, it's easier to put in more time for a smaller group of people versus a larger group of people. And I apologize if I just talked in circles about that, but I hope you get the idea. <laughs> so if you have been struggling to make friends as an adult after college, try some one of the, at least one of these. If you feel more comfortable connecting with someone online or if you do have a hobby that you've been interested in, at least look up a Facebook group or try and join a class in your community or at a at community college or anything like that or a sports event or something and just be open to connecting with other people and just see where it goes from there. You never know what will happen if you just take that small step and that small initiative forward. Thank you guys so much for listening and I can't wait to continue the conversation of all of this personal growth and self-discovery journey and if you have, as a reminder, if you guys have any specific topics that you'd like me to cover or a specific question that you'd like answered, I do answer those questions on my website at sarah Catherine.com slash badass question. You can submit that and then actually can feature your question on the podcast. You can even submit an audio file. There's a slot in that that you can do that and we'll be able to keep the conversation going and talk about some great topics and get direct advice from me. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Be Your Own Badass podcast. Love this episode? Take a moment to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Do you have a question that you'd like answered on the Be Your Own Badass podcast? Go to sarah catherinecom slash badass question to learn how you can be featured on air and how I can give you direct advice in a future episode. Until next time.